Hello, hello, and welcome to another Hometown Daily News Show. Tonight's episode is Season 2, Episode 85. A whole Twitter is now half off. We've already selected all of our articles for tonight, and we've selected 12 of them. We're going to start out with Elon Musk reporting that uh, Twitter is now worth $20 million when it was ori- or $20 billion when it was originally purchased for $44 billion. Tractor makers are scrambling to get their gear into farming simulator. Gen Z is smoking and drinking less, and that's costing the UK government $17 billion. The FBI seized $40,000 from a couple, and they haven't explained it. I remember this from two years ago. Some Apple employees are skeptical of the AR or VR headset that's about to launch, if it launches. Scientists offer a non-alien explanation for an interstellar visitor. It's aliens. Tigers escape from a tornado, or well, they escape from an animal sanctuary because of a tornado. Planets on parade as five will line up in the night sky this week. Philadelphia recommends bottled water after a chemical spill in Delaware. New York City appears poised to pass a bill banning size discrimination. Florida school has, uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Has gone, I don't know, uh, to Italy (laughs) over a statue of David being shown in class. And, uh, Another train uh, company decides that they're going to drop the push for a one-person crew. I wonder where Elon is in this. Let's get into tonight's articles. Hello, hello. I am Marwat. That is hometown.com. And up there is the visualizer for the AI. You want to say hi? Good evening, hometown citizens. Yay, and you're orange. So that actually is the hometown primary color. It's orange and um, and white, orange and white. See the, the perimeter there? That's orange and that's white. And it kind of slowly rotates. It's just a little bit. Anyway. Um, so we are color matched. I try to color match the visualizer for the day's show. I might be changing that by the way, every, every show, every day, it's a new color for that particular show. And we're going to slowly migrate over to, uh, a more topic focused per day show. Um, but we are still assessing and by we, I mean me, cause the AI just pretty much goes along with whatever is being presented and then keeps me on track with proper information. Um, but yeah, we're going to try and focus the shows. So, um, one show is going to be essentially, it's going to be a creative and maker show, a news and business show, a science and education show, a food, drink and entertainment show society business and law show and gadgets and technology show. And now somebody might say, you know, that's only six shows. And that's because on Sunday there will be a composite show that highlights all of the other articles and adds a few that uh, actually basically the best of the best from the previous week 
and a couple of others just to augment um, something that might have happened in that previous 24 hours. Because honestly, from Saturday to Sunday and Sunday to Monday, that roughly 48-hour time period is slow. So we'll make up for it for by uh, being overwhelmingly entertaining. This episode, by the way, may not be the best one for me to ramble like this for the first five minutes of the show because we've got 12 articles to get through. So let's get into it. You, you sound like fun? Sounds great. Sounds great. Awesome. Okay, let's go. So the very first article is the one that gave us the episode title. Elon Musk reportedly has Twitter's valuation in an internal memo. Somehow I feel like this is a test because depending on what number is being expressed uh, to the public, they know who it was that leaked this number out. Maybe not. I thought it was more along the lines of trying to set um, the company or the individual up for favorable tax conditions. (laughs) Oh, there you go, yeah. Um, Elon Musk has put a $20 billion value on Twitter, making it less than half of the $44 billion that Musk paid to acquire the site, according to um, reports from Platformer and The Information, two news sources that provided it to The Verge, apparently. In a memo sent to staff viewed by Platformer's Zoe Schiffer, Musk reportedly says that Employees will receive stock grants based on the Twitter on Twitter's $20 billion valuation, which is quite interesting because when it's convenient that it's a uh, $44 billion company, it gets the higher valuation. And when it comes to pumping out uh, stock grants, it's now a $20 billion company. Um, so isn't this the same thing that a, a, a former, and I use this as liberally as humanly possible, leader um, did with their real estate. Huh. If I did that, I would be behind bars. I, I would seriously be in such deep kimchi that, um, and I don't know why I turned that phrase because I love kimchi. I love it. I love it. Anyway. Um, Man, I used to eat that stuff like all the time when I was younger. Now I can't. I want to, but I can't. That that has nothing to do with the show. Anyway. Yeah, Musk stated Musk stated last year that he's over obviously overpaying for Twitter at $54.20 per share. So, now it's only worth 20 billion. So, if anybody wants to buy it from Elon Musk and friends, then Apparently, just show it with $22 billion and um, you'll get it. Supposedly, uh, Twitter was uh, breaking even at least while still making people millionaires or billionaires in this case. Um, It was still, it was uh, supposedly breaking even. So let's go look over at the source of this and that's over at The Verge. And Emma Roth is the author that put this together. Can't really get much deeper into this because it's really just a a letter um, that went out to employees 
and um, reported on by various people. And it's kind of the article just kind of goes into who Musk is because, you know, uh, you need to know who that is. Um, and it'd be hard not to know who it is since he's always in the news. Yeah, not necessarily for the greatest things either. Still trying to figure out anything else that he's done on his own, but whatever. Um, I think that Glass Onion and the 12 O'Clock Dong is pretty much a documentary. So Twitter has lost some of its biggest advertisers as a result of the shenanigans of whatever is going on over at Twitter. With a recent report from Vox indicating that over half of the top 1,000 advertisers on Twitter prior to Musk's acquisition no longer show ads on the platform. People all up and down Twitter are complaining about the quality of the ads and the crap that they're seeing in their feeds and all kinds of stuff that they just despise. Yet people still utilize it. So for me, I think the biggest reason why people were taking a, willing to take a hit on this and those particular people took a hit on it is because they wanted to control the messaging and the exchange of information from those who were anonymous previously um, because there was a lot of information that was shared um, across Twitter in complete anonymity. And now because what amounts to, I think, a hostile insider um, exists in control of Twitter, guess what? They now have all of that information, the accounts, the IPs, the geolocation, when it was used, where it was used, how it was used, everything. And all it takes is de-anonymizing whatever information might lead to personally identifiable information. And you've got dissidents, you've got complainers, you've got people that might uh, expose abuse. Um, and it allows the amplification of hate messages, um, hate speech. And that is readily apparent. So, well, and even just journalists, and I just, there's so many groups that could be adversely impacted if that occurs. Yep. So it says this obviously hasn't helped the company sort out some of the financial issues, including its mountain of debt and several unpaid bills that are allegedly owed to landlords and advisory for firm, a private jet company, and many others. Man, this sounds exactly like somebody else. I, huh? Well, I just we, I can't quite figure it out. I don't know. It starts with a no. It just it slips off my tongue. Okay, got to move on. Uh, but before I do, I always forget to do this. I'm gonna throw this article into the show newts. So now it's in the VOD. It'll be there for 60 days. And if you don't watch it over here on Twitch, which is at uh, twitch.tv slash hometown then you can catch it over on youtube youtube.com slash hometown or you can catch the pod wherever the pods are caught with a pod catcher um yeah okay well let's move on to the next article and that one is all about tractors i like tractors um tractor makers are scrambling to get their gear into farming simulator where it once had to ask politely to put high-profile farming machine brands in farming simulator, Giant Software now has too many requests to be in the wildly popular simulator series. A new profile of the game in The Guardian says, I kind of dig this idea and now it makes me want to go get farming simulator. 
This is over at PC Gamer, put together by Jonathan Bolding. And uh, again, the title is Tractor Makers Are Scrambling to Get Their Gear Into Farming Simulator. I don't know. I'm going to have to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. It says we're exactly. talking. How realistic does it need to be? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to put my... smells from the farm, too. My coveralls on. The muck. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, and if having to do... drive the... cool tractors around, that sounds fun. That's the win. That's what I'm into. I I'll do that. I've always wanted to do that, by the way. I mean, driving like a, a big, massive vehicles around like that. I mean, it's, it seems like it would be fun. But like we were talking about how people that deal with hundreds of dollars, things that tens of thousands of dollars is amazing. And people that deal with billions of dollars don't really care about ones and twos. Maybe this goes the same way, right? Like when you drive a regular old car, it becomes humdrum. When you go into a tractor, you think that it's uh, amazing. But then there's a fighter jet pilot that sits there and goes, hee hee, I like your, I think your tractor's sexy. But then you take that person from a tractor and put them in a jet and they're like, woohoo. But the fighter pilot is going, eh, it's Tuesday. So, yeah. I suspect it's all relative. Yeah. And so uh, this software gives you at least some idea of what driving a tractor. Well, I guess running a farm um, is kind of like. Um, I, I don't know if this is in VR. I know that uh, I've got a, a simulator for, I think it's just a digger, a backhoe or something like that. In VR, I think that one's pretty fun, but I hardly ever play it. Um, I want to go to Oak Island and start digging up a virtual <laughs> money pit. <laughs> and if you all don't know what I'm talking about, just look up the curse of Oak Island, something like 11 years now going and they haven't found anything. Um, but the rumor is that somebody has to die before they find it. So that's really sad. So that's hopefully they dark. never find it. No, see, I want somebody to find it. I just don't want anybody to die. What does this have to do with the tracker tractor uh, farming simulator? Eh, well, it's they because use tractor type equipment on Curse of Oak Island. So there is a connection, maybe there, not a strong one. <laughs> there should be an Oak Island simulator. Um, so this is pretty neat. Uh, go over uh, all of this is on Steam, and um, you can find out more about uh, what's going on with these tractors. Uh, I think it's kind of cool that tractors want to be part of it but but it's it's part of the uh, marketing kind of thing you know if you're ever present then that's what you go to you never I think it's great like i can't think of another um situation like this where you hear about manufacturers really trying to get into the game i mean it just sounds like it must be fun and they must like it i mean i guess it's all marketing right like if you can get your john deere or whatever i don't know a lot of tractor brands um yeah in there then maybe that's really just good for business but yeah they're even saying right here at the very beginning of the article we're talking simultaneous real world and farming simulator hay baler launch dates Woohoo! that's amazing want to go on to the next article sure sure 
Okay, so this next article is Gen Z is smoking and drinking less, and that costs the UK government $17 billion, says uh, Bloomberg. So this is an article that's over in the Daily News Show, which is this show. Um, But it's also a channel uh, over on hometown.com, as well as the main channel here on Twitch. And um, there you can talk about stuff and leave your little comments and you can actually leave giffies, but you have to become a citizen first. So sign up, log in to reply and uh, off you go. Well, anyway, lower levels of smoking and drinking by Gen Z has affected the UK public finances, according to an analysis. Bloomberg estimates the UK missed out $11.4 billion in tobacco tax and $5.7 billion in alcohol tax since 2002. Sin taxes, as it's called, bring in revenue for governments, but alcohol and tobacco also cause health problems. Gen Z is increasingly shunning alcohol and tobacco, and that's put a $17 billion uh, hole in Britain's public finances over the past two decades. So this is over at Business Insider. It's where we got it from. But uh, Ryan Hogg is the author. A lot Hmm? of drinks and cigarettes, it sounds like. Yeah, but you're going to have a healthier population. I mean, it's good. I'm just amazed that it's that much money. But that is a long period of time, too. They've got limits on sugary foods and soft drinks now, too. I'm pretty sure that that might cause civil war here in the States. Um, oh, I've said things too, too loud. The quiet part out loud. Um, but tobacco and uh, alcohol lead to health problems. So uh, it's, it's really about the public saying we're not interested anymore. But they say, uh, I mean... It ebbs and flows, but I think education has led to uh, tobacco in particular basically getting nixed uh, more and more. Um, Let's see here. Calculations by Bloomberg indicate that the UK has missed out on $11.4 billion from tobacco taxes alone. That's because along with the tobacco price going up, the tax goes up, and now the population is... Uh, weaning itself from tobacco when it's at an all-time high. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I guess it's like a double whammy from the tax revenue standpoint. Yeah, it's just been going down as the price for it goes up. Um, At some point, they'll all, it'll all just fade away. So let's see if there's any other information on here. Um, Let's see. This year, the Office for Budget Responsibility, or OBR, expects the UK government to take in 15.4 billion US dollars, or 12.6 billion pounds, in alcohol duties and 10.7 billion, or 13.1 billion US dollars, in uh, tobacco taxes. That just seems like a ton. I mean, it's. How is that possible? In one country in one year? Yeah. And that's falling. Falling revenue from alcohol and tobacco could pose a headache for the chancellor, Jeremy Hunt, who's trying to address a $27.6 billion deficit or $33.7 billion US dollar deficit in Britain's public finances. And the equivalent of the Treasury Secretary who's facing falling tax income from gasoline and diesel taxes as ever more EVs are sold. Hey, just go the Wyoming way. 
That's right. I mean, you have plenty of income from gasoline and diesel. Just make everybody have to have a coal-powered car. Come on. Steam engines. Return to steam engines. Steam engines, steam engines. You could do it with nuclear power. It's a steam engine. Anyway. It says, but, at the end of this, but, in a 2015 study by the Institute of Economic Affairs suggested the government was still coming off better from the current setup, with drinkers subsidizing non-drinkers to the tune of 2.6 billion pounds, or 7.9 billion dollars. And that's because of the health-related uh, matters. So, I'm not going to thank any smoker. Um, drinking, I don't know, drinking to excess is a problem. Drinking, uh, you know, moderately, I think is fine. Smoking is a nasty habit, uh, because... You're not just impacting yourself. You're impacting the world around you, throwing your cigarette butts and whatever else. Obviously, abusive smoking or abusive drinking causes problems too, but uh, smoking is just a nasty habit everybody should break. Like smoking to me is guaranteed to negatively impact other people. Yep. So it's like it's never... Like if somebody walks around at minimum, they're going to get cigarette smell, fumes, whatever around other people. And worse, if they live with or work with um, other people, et cetera. It's drinking to me possibly is going to impact other people. It depends on, right, if somebody's yeah, drinking to excess do. or driving or doing anything dangerous. Yep. Humans get stupid sometimes. But... Cigarettes, it oh, just lingers. There is a place that's outside of Omtown. We don't have smoking in Omtown. Um, but outside of Omtown, a place where Mayor Watts sometimes goes for breakfast, and the entry to that place is always just packed with. Uh, what do you want to how like hanging smoke or you know there the people have been long gone. They've left, but cigarette smoke is in the. Foyer, the, the vestibule, the, the vestibule the, however many other big words we want to come up with, the entrance, um, the airlock, and it locks in that cigarette smoke and lingers. So, I don't know. Find a different hobby, folks. Take up something other than cigarette smoke. Okay, so let's move on to the next article. Uh, this one is, and seriously, we have 12 articles. We're going to have to hustle. Um. Some Apple employees are skeptical of the AR VR headset launch, a solution in search of a problem. I kind of agree about this. I don't think that the market is big enough unless it is absolutely self-contained and multi-platform capable, which I doubt it is. Uh, and by that, I mean, I should be able to use a VR headset on PC hardware um, so that it can have maximum reach and functionality. But if I have to have it with an iPhone or uh, uh, iPad or some M M.2 M2 processor, then we're in trouble. Oh, one second. I have a sneeze coming, but I'm trying to work past it. I am not a professional. Anyway, um, in a report today from New York Times, anonymous employees at Apple expressed their skepticism about the upcoming AR VR headset. Um, if you're not familiar with the term AR VR, it's augmented reality slash virtual reality. Um, there is also an XR, which is kind of a Microsoft directed term, really. Um, 
that's both. Um, is the so XR already released or it's in development? It's neither. It, XR is the either A or V, so it's mixed reality. Um, and uh, it's expected to be uh, not XR, but AR, VR from Apple is supposed to be announced uh, sometime in June. The New York Times says that unlike some other recent product launches, Apple has failed to rally all of its employees behind the project. Some employees have left the teams because they are not convinced the product will appeal to customers. Well, AR and VR are nascent um, sectors. That it's not to say that it's growing is probably a, a, a stretch. Uh, it is growing, but it's such a small number of people that it's pretty difficult to. Um, do this level of research and development but i and i don't think that there was there is a big enough market for apple to lean into it that deep apple really isn't the first mover in something like this i don't think but if they do and they do it right they're gonna knock it out of the park um so the only problem here is the price. Some say are saying that it's three thousand dollars. So uh, let's hope that there are people it... that will buy it. I mean, a lot of people, of course, can't afford it. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, there might be a couple of mayors out there that are going to buy it. Um, so the article's over at nine to five Mac dot com. Benjamin Mayo is the author of this. And I really, really don't ever like seeing this scuba goggle image of what Apple AR VR headsets are going to look like. It just, it seems like I should be uh, going for uh, a sightseeing tour of some coral for crying out loud. And I need to grab my snorkel. Ah. <sighs> I mean, it's just this rubberized glass gasket looking thing that looks like it's supposed to keep all of the elements out, which this, this, this just wouldn't work. You need airflow so that you don't fog up the lenses. Well, also so you can breathe if your nose is supposed to be in that <laughs> <part>. <laughs> It doesn't even have a nose cut out. I mean, that's, I know that this is a render, but still come on folks. Um, if you're going to lean into a, an image, at least lean, lean into it. So it doesn't look like it's supposed to be, um, a waterboarding device for crying out loud. Anyway, uh, now we've lost them as a sponsor. Anyway, the headset is seen as the first step in a long journey of augmented and virtual reality experience, uh, products, the ideal product of lightweight wearable AR glasses are not possible to create with current state of technology. I don't think that's true. Um, but Apple leadership have decided it's better to enter the fray now than to wait years for the perfect design or product design to be achievable. I don't see why they would rush to market this. This is what I don't understand. Why would they rush to market? They've never rushed to market anything. You know? And don't they lose out, for instance, if they release something and consumers go, oh, this is awful. Correct. Are they going to give a chance to the second generation one? Like, I think that's different on things like the iPhone. People loved it when it was right. first released. Yep. 
Some people poo-pooed it and then, but the market absolutely loved it. Even, and the same thing happened with uh, their music players. Same thing happened with the iPad. Same thing happened with the phone. Same thing happened with their wireless earphones and even their uh, Apple Pro headphones. I mean, everybody loves their products, but this, it seems like the market isn't there for it. Whereas all the others, the market was there time and time again, the market was there. It just wasn't delivered properly by others at a, at a level that got people talking about it. But as soon as yeah. Apple entered it, it blew up. Now, I also think when things like the iPhone came out and other products, like I think that changed buying behavior because people who didn't have something like that before, of course, suddenly were consumers of it. But I don't know. I mean, I think the percentage of people that has something like a smartphone, for example, is probably significantly higher than somebody who would use VR, for instance. Correct. I mean, augmented reality, I think, could work. That might be the interstitial step. You know, it might be, okay, well, I've used my, I have my phone, I have my watch, I have my iPad, I have my MacBook Pro at home, I have my Mac Mini at home, something like that. And then you get augmented reality glasses, which superimpose telemetry data, something that's actionable on the lens um, so that you can walk around and it gives you directions. And when a phone call comes in, it pops up on your augmented reality glasses. This is who it is, etc. Um, but VR, VR is pushing it way too far, way too fast, I think, for Apple. But let's see. Let's see if $3,000 is a price point that people are willing to buy into for nothing more than AR VR glasses. We're not even talking about maybe the PC that drives it, the computer that drives it, just the VR glasses. They could be like the Pico where it's entirely self-contained. Um, that's what I use now. But if it isn't lighter than, entirely better than, has superior audio, has superior resolution, faster response rate, and more software, which if it can tie into the Apple App Store, that's where the augmented reality side of things or VR side of things could dominate because there's thousands upon thousands of apps that can instantly be updated to support VR. But what are the controllers? There's never been a mention of the controllers. That's a good point. It's certainly not included in this picture. <laughs> it's never included in the picture. Nobody ever talks about the controllers. They talk about the AR VR headset, but what about the controllers? Well, that's weird. I assume the headset is the thing that would make or break whether somebody would use it. But to me, if the controllers are hard to use or clunky or whatever, that would be just as disastrous. Yep. So you're going to have to have two iPhones so that you can hold them in each hand and move them around because the gyroscope works with the... Well, that's going to be another expense. <laughs> so be prepared to shell out about $5,000 for 
Okay, let's hustle. Let's move on to the next article. Scientists offer a non-alien explanation for interstellar visitor. Um, this thing is a big old chunky um, asteroid. This is a, an artist's impression of Oumuamua. Uh, or I think that's how it's pronounced. I think like Oumuamua, Oumuamua, like that. Um, I've heard it before, but it's been like a decade since I heard this name for crying out loud. Um, so researchers said Wednesday when, uh, that they had come up with a simple and compelling non-alien explanation for the interstellar interlopers, bizarre behavior, though not everyone was convinced the object christened <laughs> Auma Auma. Um, or scout in Hawaii, Hawaiian, um, baffled scientists as soon as it was spotted um, by an observatory in Hawaii six years ago. So this is when they first discovered it, and that's why I remember it from so long ago. Um, astronomers had been uh, searching for comet-like objects entering the solar system for the from the vastness of interstellar space, but had never observed one. Well, they found it. <laughs> so um, let's see. Let's see. The strangest part was that once uh, the, I'm just going to say the asteroid uh, slingshotted around the sun, it sped up and deviated from its expected trajectory, propelled by a mysterious force on its way out of the solar system. Scientists were left with four months worth of seemingly contradictory data uh, to try to make sense of and uh, leading to a range of theories. Apparently, an ex, uh, a thruster boost of some kind in her proposal, wherever Oumuamua uh, may have uh, come from, it started out as a water-rich comet-like object. And during its interstellar travels, it was blasted by penetrating cosmic rays that converted some of its water into hydrogen gas that became trapped within the object's body. I, this is the more plausible thing than other things. How about we just don't know and we're continuing to research it. <laughs> well, and I mean, isn't there something in that it looks unlike any other object we've identified? I mean, that doesn't mean that, okay, it's something odd or whatever, but maybe it's something that we don't know. Yeah. So it says very suspicious. Not everyone's convinced. Um, Loeb rejected the new theory telling AFP that claims of a comet without a tail is like saying an elephant is a zebra without stripes. He pointed to the large cometary tail seen on uh, 2i, I guess, Borisov, um, the second known visitor from outside the solar system, which was spotted in 2019, uh, Roman Rafikov of Cambridge University. Uh, in Britain said that he had previously demonstrated that if trapped gas were behind Oumuamua's acceleration, it would have dramatically changed the rate at which it was spinning, which did not happen. So it not only did it accelerate, but it accelerated without tumbling and from trapped gas, it had to have evenly distributed itself so that it could uh, change its trajectory. And that the only time it's ever done this is when it was not being observed. All right. You know, I mean, that's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts. We'll never know for sure what Oumuamua was, 
we lost our chance, but for now, I think we have a compelling non-alien explanation. No, I'm not saying that it is aliens, but I'm not, I'm not saying that something that defies, you know, physics and is the, I guess like the fever dream of theoretical physicists, um, you know, is the answer. I, I'm not really happy with the idea that somebody's just putting something for this is how we end up with theories becoming de facto rules for how something is done until something better comes along which tends to hobble interest in doing fundamental research into this others may find it as a challenge but when somebody when a bunch of people align up and, and go hey uh let's all agree that this is what's happening then it's done, you know? Yeah. We, we and need I don't more think infighting. we really do have an explanation. I agree with you. It's not necessarily alien or whatever, but we don't really know. Yeah. I hope that there's, I mean, they end literally saying, but for now, I think that we have a compelling non-alien explanation. Well, yeah, based on what we are not really sure what happened and it doesn't match anything we know. But besides that, we've totally figured it out. Yeah, I don't want consensus that fast on something you don't know when it, the information that's available is coming from a blind spot in its observation. Oh, well, hey, so let's move on to the next article. So the next article is over here in the Daily News Show. Tigers escape after tornado rips through animal sanctuary in Georgia. It's been a strange week for weather phenomena, by the way. Um, this week has been a turbulent weather week across the country as tornadoes ripped through Los Angeles and Mississippi and Georgia. <laughs> uh, there was another hey, one. a bit on odd. I mean, Mississippi is certainly a high tornado area, but Los Angeles is not. And I don't think Georgia is necessarily on the normal path for tornadoes. There was another weird one, um, too, but now I can't remember what it was. Um, but anyway, let, I'll, I'll just go over to the source. This is over at Newsweek. They actually have a video of this uh, from the uh, greater Los Angeles area showing a tornado that was uh, peeling roofs off of buildings. Um, but this is, and this is why sometimes I kind of flinch. I kept Newsweek because it actually had a lot of information coming in, but man, every time I watch a video, it literally has little to nothing to do with the actual article. Um, but maybe it's cause it's playing in the background and it's rotated onto something else. But anyway, um, I love the reporter's name, by the way, Anna commander. Um, they're over at newsweek.com who put this article together. And according to local news station, WSB TV, the troop County Sheriff's office said that it received a report that a tiger was unaccounted for at the pine mountain animal safari park shortly before 9 AM. So it got an early start. Um, local reporter Cody Alcorn then reported hours later that, in fact, two tigers got loose with the sheriff's office later confirming that the two felines were captured. So apparently they were caught. None of our animals and it says and employees were hurt. I think maybe it should have been or employees were hurt. 
Um, the park added in its post, writing several animal enclosures were breached and two tigers briefly escaped. Both have now been found, tranquilized, and safely returned to, an, to a secure enclosure. We appreciate your concern and support during this difficult time. And then they added, uh, those who were attending to the tigers were also found, tranquilized, and returned to a secure enclosure. Um, oh, look, and it has really small print that says they will wake up with a hangover. Oh, those poor safari workers. Anyway, um, pictures of the Troop County, including the city of LaGrange, which is roughly 65 miles southwest of Atlanta, show the strength of the tornado as it downed power lines, fallen trees, widespread property damage, etc. There's a lot more over here at this article and a pretty picture of a tiger. A Bengal tiger is seen in the Guadalajara Zoo. So they kept it current and, and uh, <laughs> localized to Georgia with their artwork or with their photography. Well, they couldn't get a picture of the Georgia tiger because it had escaped. There you go. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to let that fly. So go over to Newsweek, follow the link. Let me make sure that it's there. Yes. Okay. So it's in the show notes. It's in the VOD, I should say, and the show notes will come later. The next article is over in uh, the Daily News Show uh, channel on ometown.com. Uh, the FBI, the FBI, anyway, FBI, uh, seized $40,000, a couple held in a deposit box two years ago, but won't say why and won't return their cash. I remember hearing this, um, and it says the FBI raid, uh, seized, uh, a couple savings as they held it in a, a deposit box. And this is a raid from March of 2021. Uh, Linda Martin said the agency has never explained why it's still holding $40,200. Uh, see, again, it gets more specific. Um, at the very end, it's probably going to say $40,201.17. Um, she and her husband have filed a suit in conjunction with, uh, it says, the nonprofit Institute for Justice. If I remember, and I haven't seen the article yet, if I remember right, it's because the um, boxes were part of a sting to get to money laundering. Let's see if I can actually, like drug-related money laundering. Sam Tapaharidi is the author of this over at businessinsider.com. Let's see if I'm correct. Um, and uh, let's see. Let's see. Agents raided the Beverly Hill. Yeah, it is that one. Um, but it's something uh, they're saying it's for something else. Um, but I think that it had to do with criminal activity, but not theirs. It's just that something at the bank had criminal activity and they were caught up in it. Uh, so let's see if this is what it says. Agents raided the Beverly Hills, California branch of U.S. private vaults and seized more than $86 million in cash as well as jewelry and gold from 1,400 safe deposit boxes held by hundreds of people who were not suspected of any crimes, according to court documents previously seen by Insider. Yeah, I remember this, um, but um, they're not disclosing what it was, but all of the vaults um were um i, I taken I, I don't know how, what do you want to call it um, that's astounding because i don't know how they would have gotten a warrant for other people's boxes that were not alleged whatever conspirators 
Yeah, pretty wild, right? Somebody was very liberal with the warrant that allowed them to acquire the entirety of the safety deposit boxes. I mean, 1,400 safety deposit boxes. How in the hell could they possibly... That warrant must have read something like somewhere in this building is something that is. Right. And even I can't get over that hurdle, but okay. Even if you get over that hurdle, how did they then seize contents from boxes that had nothing to do with the alleged criminal activity? Sounds like a search and seizure problem. They were just supposed Uh, to identify owners. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. It just seems like a constitutional violation. Illegal search and seizure. It is. Um, The Institute of Injustice, who is representing Martin in a class action lawsuit, said they were supposed to identify owners so that they could claim their property, but the FBI instead acted on its months-old plan to search and try to forfeit the contents of any box worth more than $5,000. How the hell? Months after the raid, the FBI sent forfeiture notices telling hundreds of box holders, including Martin, that the government wanted to take their property forever, even though they were not named in the indictment against the company. So I'm, I want to get to the, they have to talk about the actual indictment against the company. Um, because my understanding is that the company itself was named in some, oh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Money laundering. There it is. So U.S. private vault shut down following the Beverly Hills raid and pleaded guilty to conspiracy to launder drug money. Okay, I think I'm seeing why it's as broad as it is, right? Because if the very company is doing something, I mean, for example, are they alleging that they're hiding things in individual account holders, boxes? I mean, I don't know. I'm just making something up. But But you would think after two years, somebody would have been tasked with finding the rightful owners of the material. And then even if there is something saying... You would basically send them a a legal notice saying you need to identify the amount of the property that's in this or what the the property is. What is your inventory of this? And if they can't, then there's going to be a more longer due diligence phase for that particular person. Right, exactly. But yeah, this this doesn't make a lot of sense. But I also know we don't have a lot of information from this article. I mean, we don't have all the background. But they certainly sound like they just activated the universal civil forfeiture uh, rubber stamp and just chunk, chunk, chunk. We're taking everything. Um, And I actually had a bank do that with, uh, I can't remember what they call it, a stale account or something like that. I was notified of of an account that I had um, in a bank in California a long time ago. And they basically said, due to inactivity, we're taking everything that's in the account. And here's the notice. It wasn't a, hey, you've got, you know, 48 hours to notify us that you're coming to get it. It was, we're taking it. And uh, you would have to activate a lawyer, basically. And at, at one at some point you go, oh, I totally forgot that that even existed. Um, and so I wasn't really put out. But... I can imagine $40,000 worth of money sitting in a ancient in an account that 
you know is there and you didn't do anything wrong and then somebody just comes along and takes it. It's beyond absurd. This this would never happen to some people, right? Like depending on who you are, depending on your political connections, there would be 1,399 vaults opened and one unlocked by you coming to get your key if you were that, or coming to get your stuff if you were politically connected. Hey, we're all equal. Some are more equal. All right. So let's move on to the next article. Uh, This next one is planets on parade. Five will be lined up in the night sky this whole week. Depending on where you are, you'll be able to see it, I suppose. Maddie Burakoff over at fizz.org put this article together. Five planets, Mercury, Jupiter, Venus, Uranus, and Mars, not Uranus, will line up uh, near the moon. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I I just (laughs) started giggling. Anyway, um, <clears throat> the best day to catch the whole group is Tuesday. You'll want to look to the su- uh, the western horizon right after sunset, said NASA astronomer Bill Cook. The planets will stretch from the horizon line to around halfway up the night sky. But don't be late. Mercury and Jupiter will quickly dip below the horizon around half an hour after sunset. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, it says the five planet spread can be seen anywhere on Earth as long as you have clear skies and a view of the west. How's that? I I guess it rotates fast enough. Any sense, but okay. It rotates fast enough that it's they're going to hang there long enough for a nighttime rotation from sunset to sunrise. There's enough time frame there. I suppose so. Um, no, it's only for uh, like a half hour period, I thought. Didn't it say it was going to be at sunset and then it was gone like half an hour later? Yeah, dip below the horizon around half an hour. I guess depending on where you are, it's always going to be dipping below the horizon. But no, it just says (laughs) as long as you have a view to the west. I don't know. Maybe I don't understand astronomy, but I... I feel like this is going to really empower the flat earthers to go, how can we all see it? (laughs) Right. Well, a lot of times you can't see everything from every location. So this kind of contradicts what we see on other um, astronomical phenomena. Uh, I don't know. Um, Uh, Okay, I'm going to have to move on. We already spent too much time on that one. Maybe uh, you brighter folk out there in Omtown can uh, come and talk to me and uh, I'll I'll, I'll input it into the AI so that they are privy as well. Anyway, the next article, um, and I think we are getting close to the end. No, we are not. Oh, no, what happened here? Things got a little munched up. Yeah, I'll fix it. Anyway, uh, Philadelphia recommends bottled water after chemical spill in Delaware River tributary. Uh, The spill is believed to have originated from a burst pipe at the Trincio PLC plant in Bristol, Pennsylvania, which spilled some 8,100 gallons into Otter Creek. 8,000 gallons of chemicals used in latex finishing spilled into the tributary on Saturday night. Dun, dun, dun. Um... 
So it's over at the Hill. Zach Budrick is the author of this. Um, that's a hell of a caption for a picture. You're right. It's um, a whole paragraph, at least based on the size of it. I've been given. Never mind. Um, so, in a statement Sunday, Mike Carroll. Deputy Managing Director for the Philadelphia Office of Transportation, Infrastructure, and Sustainability said that no contaminants have been detected thus far. Yeah, I guess they don't go all the way to the bottom of the river to verify. Um, however, he said the Baxter Drinking Water Treatment Plant, the largest such facility in the state, closed intakes around 5 a.m. on Sunday. So maybe they've caught it. Um, and it's just flowing down the river and not getting into the drinking water. Well, Carol but said, it might be getting into the fish or the food supply or the soil. Don't, don't don't get nitpicky. I mean, it's only latex finishing materials. It's not a big deal. You know, right? I'm sure the mayor would drink some of that water. Nonetheless, because we cannot be 100%. Oh, they said very low, if present at all, health risks. Okay, drink that water. If there but wasn't they also advised to drink bottled water. Yeah, beginning at 2 p.m. on Sunday. Nonetheless, because we cannot be 100% sure that there won't be traces of these chemicals in the tap water throughout the afternoon, we want the public to be aware that so um, people can consider switching to bottled water to further maximize, minimize, minimize risk. Yeah. I don't know. Safety. It's the second to smallest chapter of. So let me move this over here. So New York City is poised to pass a bill banning size discrimination, making weight and height a protected class. Some states are also looking into the issue. I didn't know that this was uh, an issue. Uh, I know that there are some jobs where you can't work because of various dimensional and weight issues. Um, but apparently that's now a protected class, um, or possibly in a state in, in New York city, the New York city council appears prepared to pass a bill banning weight and height discrimination. The bill would apply to employment opportunities, housing, and public accommodations, Massachusetts, Vermont, New York, uh, new and, uh, sorry, New Jersey and New York state might enact similar policies per the Washington post. Uh, this is over at businessinsider.com. Katie Belovic is the uh, author of this. And um, yeah, I kind of find it fascinating. I didn't know that this was an issue. I I know that it's an issue um, for short people because there's a whole song about it. Short people have nobody to love. You don't know that song? You'll have to look no. it up. Uh, just type, look, look it up. Short people short people ain't nobody anyway uh the bill introduced by council member sean abro last spring would amend the city's code to prohibit discrimination on the basis of a person's height or weight in opportunities of employment housing and access to public accommodations so <clears throat> i i guess that has become a thing um it was long overdue as a civil rights issue it's super important that uh, we treat everyone with the dignity and respect they deserve. At the end of the day, this is about job security. This is about housing security. If someone looks a certain way, if someone is of a different body size or has higher weight, 
who cares? And while I agree, I wish that it wasn't something that has to be enacted by government and isn't something simply a societal force where people do not care. <laughs> In fact, right. if they so choose to embrace, then yeah. And if they so choose not to embrace, then they still say, well, we're all members of society and I will accept you for who you are regardless. I, mean, I know it's a, a crazy concept, isn't it? It's shocking. It's absolutely shocking. Um, but unfortunately, that's not the world that we apparently live in. Um, let's let's move on to the next article. I, I think, yeah. So this next article, which one should we do first? Let's do this train one first. I'm going to move this over here and then we'll talk about the Florida one in a little bit. So um, Union Pacific has become the second railroad to drop its push for one person crews after various train incidents. I'm not sure how multiple people on the train would remedy these problems if they're still going to issue safety and security. But uh, Union Pacific has become the second major freight railroad railroad in the past week to back away from the industry's longstanding push to cut train crews down to one person as lawmakers and regulators increasingly focus on uh, rail safety following, well, last month plus of uh, wetting the bed. Um, and by the way, I flipped these. So in the show notes, I'll have to make changes. At any rate, um, let's throw this article into the show notes and let's go over to the source. It's over at abcnews.go.com. Josh Funk, AP business writer, wrote this article and has a picture of the Palestine, I think, train wreck. I think that's what that is. Um, no, that's not because this is not, this is too rural. I'm not sure what train wreck that picture is, but... I don't think that's, uh, it doesn't look like I actually think it. it's from the other side of the oh, really? crash. Because I thought I'd seen a similar picture. Okay. I mean, this does look like the kind that it looked like. But anyway, um, so yeah, because all of the safety and security stuff seems to have been uh, industry driven, like self um required or policed or whatever and it's akin to the we've investigated ourselves and we found ourselves of no wrongdoing um now because of these incidents everything is more public and like i always say you know, abuse happens in the dark um the train industry was largely in the dark until there were protests shutting down the trains um and then right after they were forced to return to work. Um, all of this shit started hitting the fan. I mean, again and again and again and again. So if they don't reinvest in the safety and security of the personnel and they, they lower their margins 1%, you know, and really make it safe and secure for not just the people that are driving these trains, but the population around them, the, and, and nature around them, you know, this is going to ha keep on happening again and again and again. I mean, it's just a horrible thing. Um, 
but short-term profit over long-term safety and security. Gotta get mine before I die, so screw you all. Um, it's just a fascinating embodiment of sociopathy. And I keep saying that because it's true again and again and again. If these people cared about more than just their profit, and it's pure profit, this would not happen. So now they're going to have more than one person on the train. So hopefully one of them will be empowered enough to stop whatever is going to catastrophically happen. But that's not how it works. When it's a train wreck and it happens, it happens catastrophically. Yeah, and it's not going to solve things, I don't think, like the Palestine crash. But it will solve things like we've seen with some previous Amtrak crashes where the um, the conductor or whatever was texting instead of paying right. attention, things like that. So I think this is a good move, but it's not going to prevent all issues that you mentioned with infrastructure and the industry. I'm surprised somebody hasn't come out and automated all of this. You know? I mean, it's a whole lot easier to stop a train two miles before a crossing uh, that is obstructed by an 18-wheeler is because I just recently watched um, a video where an 18-wheeler uh, with a load went across the train tracks, but it the train tracks are set up a higher level than the two other lobes of the road, right? And the train basically got stuck there. And what it's called is riding low. So they lower down the uh, error adjusted level of the truck so that the center of gravity is closer to the road. But he went over the road and then you had to get out to raise the bed back up so that he could get to the other side. But he was too slow and it wasn't adjustable from inside the cab. And so it split that 18 wheeler open. Um, and but the the guy got away he realized that it wasn't going to happen but in an automated system that obstruction every single crossing should have a sensor on it that says there's an obstruction or not and then notifies the train automatically that's all plain safety uh, I, I don't it's I, probably all it's, money like it seems like common sense but you think about how many miles of train track and how many crossings there are i mean i don't disagree i think that could easily be implemented it's but the has same anybody wanted to invest in it it's the same batshit ideology though well it's really expensive to secure the train and its path through society as wyoming going well we're not going to allow anything that's going to impact oil and gas companies because it's a burden on our electric grid it's it's just batshit crazy talk fix this stuff for crying out loud <clears throat> anyway and it, it, it's all because mergers and acquisitions have made it so that there isn't any competition for doing these things and so nobody can sit there and go, well, I'm going to go work over for that train company because they've got a superior safety record. Well, because they're all the same way. And they, but they own these tracks and the land under them. So why isn't this 
weighing very, very heavily on the negligence side of things when issues happen. Why aren't they just getting crushed in the courtroom? How much money did you make not having a safe environment for workers and the and the environment and for people that are on either side of those train tracks when you wreck and then crush them in the courtroom? Maybe it's just me. Want to move on to the last article? Yep. Yeah, let's do that. Um, the last thing for today is over in the uh, Daily News show. Uh, it too is from ABC News. Uh, kind of got a chuckle out of this, but it's sad. Um, at the same time, it's a sociological thing. Uh, Florida school uproar leads to Italy inviting a viewing of David. So a Florence museum and the city's mayor are inviting parents and students from a Florida charter school to visit and see Michelangelo's David. I don't know if they're saying, Hey, you're invited and we'll pay, but yeah, I don't know. They do have the invitation. The invitation. <laughs> so Nicole Winfield and Terry Spencer from the associated press wrote this article and it was published over at abcnews.go.com. Um, it says, the, the title of it, when it was first aggregated in Omtown, was Florida School Uproar Leads Italy to Invite Viewing David. But it has since been modified, it seems, or whatever it was that Gatherer acquired. Um, the title of the article is now, Is David Porn? See for Yourself, Italians Ask Florida Parents. Um, and, and this is a... a Picture of a restorer cleaning Michelangelo's masterpiece, David, during restoration work at the Galleria della Academia, um, October 6, 2003, so 20 years ago. I'm pr pretty sure that they're constantly preserving this. Um, I swear I've seen David before, but um, when I was much younger. Anyway, a Florence museum housing Michelangelo's Renaissance masterpiece, David, uh, invited parents and students from a Florida charter school to visit after complaints about a lesson featuring the statue forced the principal to resign. I, they're talking about a statue. And something that's like world-renowned, one of the classical, what are they called, like the old masters or something? Yes, yes. Renaissance masters. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Florence Mayor Dario Nardella uh, also tweeted an invitation for the principal to visit so he can personally honor her. Confusing art with pornography was ridiculous, Nardella said. The incredulous Italian response highlights how the U.S. culture wars are often perceived in Europe. This isn't a culture war. This is, this is willful ignorance about the difference between porn and art. Um, and some people and, and the fact that some porn is seen as art by people, but the, the real issue here is this is a statue, a statue. I guarantee you these children have seen and will see much more heinous stuff than a marble statue that happens to have, that happens to be a, a naked person. And it's not like they don't see themselves for crying out loud. We all have the same bits and pieces. It might be in a different orientation, but it's still the same. These people that would force a principal to resign 
are batshit crazy. It says, but the board of the Tallahassee Classical School pressured Principal Hope Karakila, I guess? Karaskila? Or Skia, I don't know. Um, to resign last week after an image of the David was shown to sixth grade art class. Sixth grade. The school has a policy requiring parents to be notified in advance about controversial topics being taught. It isn't a topic. It isn't a controversial topic. They're talking about the statue of David for crying out loud. Let's keep on scrolling through this. See if there's something else in here that would give it some context. To think that David could be pornographic truly means not understanding the contents of the Bible, not understanding Western culture, and not understanding Renaissance art, Holberg said in a telephone interview. I agree. There, is there anything in here? Does it say anything? It's a taxpayer-funded, tuition-free charter school. Operates almost entirely independently of the local school district and is sought out by parents seeking an alternative to the public school curriculum. It said that three parents complained. <laughs> two, two were concerned because they weren't notified in advance. It wasn't clear if those were actual complaints about the content, but that they didn't know. The third was a complaint that it was pornographic. So there two didn't three get out of yeah. an entire class. Two didn't get notified, and one said that it was pornographic, and it cost yeah, somebody so their job. A principal, yeah, exactly. Of about 400 students in kindergarten through 12th grade, attend the three-year-old institution. Which is now on its third principal. I'm guessing this isn't the first time they've... Uh, <laughs> It follows a curriculum designed by Hillsdale College, a conservative Christian school in Michigan, frequently consulted by Florida Governor Ron DeSantis on educational issues. So that's what it is. It's just I don't a, even know how that works since it's taxpayer funded, but anyway. Right? <laughs> yeah. But that does explain... Um, I don't know. I, it doesn't excuse it, but it does explain it. It's it's indoctrination, willful ignorance of anything other than that curriculum that might issue this. And this wasn't emphatically declared in that curriculum. This might be something that's just outside and in other situations it might have been academic freedom but in grade school uh, all the way to high school you have very little academic freedom but a curriculum designed by i would probably put ultra conservative christian school in michigan into this sentence if Ron DeSantis is leaning into it for educational issue guidance, yeah, I'd say that <clears throat> this is insane. It's part of humanity. It's part of society. It's part of art and art culture. It shows what a human being can do. You know, I don't really know how you would teach art in that environment because quite a bit of art is 
well, people see it differently. Sometimes they get offended by it. Um, I just, I don't know how you would teach art in this environment. I mean, that is such a well-known, it's a statue. It's not for anything remotely related to the complaint. And that kind of shows the ignorance of the people complaining. Do they even know what the statue is? Yeah. I would love to be a fly on the wall of their place because you know that they are saying some creepy freaking stuff in their house. And well, I don't even I'd know like who they are. I'd like to be a fly on the wall of the uh, school board meeting or whatever to hear the complaint firsthand and the discussion about it because this is just crazy. Like this school board should have shut down these complaints and said, nope, we reviewed it and this is appropriate. And if you don't like this, you can take your kid to another school. But we yeah. know that's never the approach. No, it's never the approach. Uh, I don't know. I'm I'm shocked by this, but I shouldn't be, right? Well, at any rate, <clears throat> I've posed another question um, in the search box if anybody's interested in that. Um, but don't worry. if um, If you can't see it, um, you can, maybe you can find the others that I've put in other videos too. So, you know, I never knew there was a question in the search box until you mentioned it on the screen. Yeah, I probably should never have mentioned it. And Which I'm not going to yesterday, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, but maybe there's others in previous videos. So if you find them, feel free to answer them. Send in a, an email to mayor at hometown.com. Um, or boss at hometown. That one works too. At any rate, um, that is today's show. Uh, we we almost made it within an hour, 12 articles, and that's all because I was not on my soapbox. Um, yeah. Is there anything interesting uh, right away? Five new Steam, Steam games that we probably missed. We'll talk about that tomorrow. If we recall. Yeah, it looks like there's a couple of things on here but i don't know if there'll be articles we feature but definitely some interesting i also like the be a swamp devil <laughs> i just saw that i don't too. know what game that's about be a swamp devil cause chaos steal stuff in this lo-fi immersive sim yeah i'm i'm game for that that'd be fun um at any rate i am marwat that is hometown.com and right up there that you can't see at the moment because i've got the visualizer uh, kind of in stealth mode. Only when the AI is talking will you see them. Um, you want to say bye to everybody? Good night, hometown citizens, and we'll see you tomorrow at tomorrow's show. 9 p.m. Eastern, tomorrow, in tomorrow's show, tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you think maybe tomorrow? Definitely tomorrow. Uh, I'm thinking tomorrow. Don't tomorrow? forget tomorrow. <laughs>